Welcome back to the second half and let's look ahead to uh, the Braintree game in the FA Trophy on Saturday uh, which we will play without Kiefer Moore as, what a shame. As, we, <laughs> as we kind of knew deep down that we would Yes, uh, Kevin Nicholson in the, in the sort of, whilst this was all going on he, he made a very good point uh, I thought that, that it is a sign of the times that Torquay should be going to Forest Green Rovers to borrow one of their best players uh, I hadn't and, thought and, of it like and that. And then send, yeah. having to send yeah. him back without being able... In other words, there was a time when Forrest Green would come to Torquay and say, could we possibly borrow one yeah. of your players? And it is a, a, a tale of our times, isn't it, at the moment, that the boot is on the other foot. But, you know, fingers crossed, uh, the, the, the day might not yeah. be long off before we're either up there with them or, or the pecking order is established again. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I think as well the fixtures played quite a part in all of this um, um, his first four games of his loan were all crammed into effectively a fortnight yeah. uh, so he then had ten days two weeks to go uh, when uh, the only game as it turned out was a, a, an FA Trophy tie yeah. at Braintree which is of course this Saturday United didn't play last Saturday um, and it was highly unlikely if Forest Green were ever going to let him play in that no. um, and they duly didn't and then, of course, if you're looking at a possibility of a second month on loan, even if Forest Green were prepared to consider it, uh, the first two games after Christmas are Forest Green home and Forest Green <laughs> yes. away, so we weren't going to be we able to play in those. those. No. So There um, wouldn't be very much point in having him back on loan if he until wasn't those going games have gone. Well, there you are. Now, yeah. this brings us to the next thing. OK, he's gone back to Forest Green. Uh, um, anybody who's read stuff that we've carried online um, and in the paper will know how much he enjoyed it here. We know how much he would eventually like to play for Torquay United. Yeah. He's a hometown boy. He absolutely loved his time here. It went better than even he ever dreamed. It was uh, a bit raw with the Rovers, wasn't five it? Five goals in games. four games yeah. and got yeah. seven, helped to get seven points on the board that we didn't have before. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, once this takeover's gone through and hopefully a bit of fresh finance has come in, uh, and nobody's talking about millions, but at least an ability to go and maybe have a, 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 a make make one or two offers for people, either in wages or not. Uh, once the takeover has gone through, Kevin Nicholson did say um, uh, at his press conference today that you know let's wait until January, see what the situation is yeah. there. If he's still there and available, well, fingers crossed, we might be in a position to go back and you know make him or them some sort of offer. Uh, Forest Green are, by all accounts, well, we all know how, how ambitious they are. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be not happy with their striking roster at the moment. They, they're, they're, they're rejigging things. Busy there, replacing so them. All, that's aren't right. They? Yeah. yeah. But of course, uh, that would be if no League Two clubs come in for him. So, uh, yeah. and it wouldn't be a huge shock if that happened. No, but, indeed. Um, but you know, I don't think the door is closed there. And you know, let's face it: if it was a choice between playing for, say, Eastleigh, with all due respect to Eastleigh, or uh, um, well, think of it. You know, one or yeah. two others of that sort yeah. of ilk. I'm sure he would jump at the chance yeah. to come back to Torquay. But there is um, potentially a bit better news on one of the other loan signings, isn't yes, there? David, uh, Fitzpatrick. David Fitzpatrick. That Mace looks Day. like uh, a second month. I think that's worth doing. Um, he's only 21. He's taken a, a few games to get into it. But um, I was quite impressed with him um, during the second half at Tranmere. Uh, 
yeah. uh, when he was able to, uh, you were there, and, and actually he was running right at you, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Side. And, yeah. He, and he was he, getting he, the ball in the second yes, half Yes, and he where finally he started first, playing yeah. like an old-fashioned yeah. winger and actually running at his full-back and getting crosses in, which, which we'd all seen, funnily enough, on his debut at Geisley yeah. in the second half up there. See, with um, him and Dan Sparks on the wings, well, if they had the freedom to play on the wings... That's right. You know, I mean, obviously, and the supply line. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we'll come to that in a second. But... Uh, um, and then um, he, I thought I agreed with Kevin Nicholson. I thought he, he was trying almost too hard in the two home games, and it didn't really come off. And then uh, um, he played very well in the last in the second half at Dagenham, by all accounts, wasn't there. Uh, and I think he's worth 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 keeping. He's only twenty one. Yeah. Um, Let's and, have another uh, look. Yeah, yeah. Have another look there. Uh, Luke Young, there is there's news on, on yeah, his injury. No off for him. Yeah. Um, which is obviously. You know, reasonably good news um, yeah. on his uh, knee injury, right knee. Uh, he's got a ligament tear in there, but they're going to tackle that with yeah. treatment and rest and rehab. Uh, Damon Lathrop's had has had his operation to reattach some groin fibres to yeah. the bone, which sounds pretty. That's making uh, both painful. of us wince. It is, there, isn't yeah, it? but yeah. these injuries actually are much more common yeah. now than than they used to be. Um, and apparently that's gone well. He did some strengthening work before the op, and I think we'll see. I think there's a good chance we'll see both of them back in a yellow shirt before the end of the season. It's not good. a kind of a oh, will we ever see them again yeah. scenario. Fingers crossed for them. Indeed. Now we spoke at half time. We said we were going to talk about Lubos Kubik Ooh. because now we return to something here. I've been doing a bit of turning out at home, oh, and no, talk United memorabilia never goes, is all <laughs> over my house. There's piles of programmes everywhere, but I did find an old notebook that I used um, for working ten years ago, exactly ten years ago, almost to the day. Ooh. We played Wrexham at Plainmore. I have a horrible feeling that the names of Chris Roberts are uh, He was in charge. He, he was in charge. 1,588 people were there. Pretty good in the circumstances. We, was were, indeed. we were struggling, weren't we? We were. And um, I just thought it'd be interesting to run through the team because um, there will be some nostalgia here. I wonder if this was our lowest ever up till now because the, things were beginning to slide pretty badly at this point, weren't they? They were. Although this, by all accounts, and just looking back through your match report and the notes that I made, was quite a decent performance. But the team, very quickly, Nathan Abbey oh, in goal. In goal, yeah. Lee Andrews. Yes, ball-headed right-back, so could play centre-back. Uh, Stephen Reid at left-back. Yeah, talented lad, wasn't he? Centre-backs, Matthew Villis. Matt oh, Villis. Yes. Now, hasn't he been playing for Taunton, Taunton Town, I think, recently? I think you're right. Yeah. Steve Woods was oh, in there, no. centre-back. Now the uh, midfield, the right midfield was Adam Murray. Yes, well, I've just just been removed as manager of Mansfield Town, but a class act when he was on. Left midfield was the great Kevin Hill. Enough said. Centre midfield, Lee Mansell. Oh, get in, yes. And Matt Hockley. Now, steady, steady guy, I know. Now, he, there's a little detail here on my team sheet. Matt Hockley was booked after 71 minutes yeah. for a foul. Get in, yes. that's the kind of thing we like to see. He was then substituted for Kyle Critchell after 72 minutes. Do you think... Uh, <laughs> what, had, the rest, what, had the red mist descended? Do you think Lubos had seen... Had said, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, time to... Yeah, Matt, come on. Come and sit with me. Lubos Kubit was the manager, of he course. He was. Yeah. The two players up front, Lee Thorpe, who well, was captain that night, yeah. and Jordan Robertson, who was on loan from Sheffield United. Sheffield United and, and um, had his problems off the pitch, I think it's uh, fair to say. He, he went off, played all over Europe and various... Yeah, he did. Played in, in the wonderful States, places, I think, But well. he was decent. Honest, yeah. When he was at it, he was decent. And Lee Thorpe, of course, who's the last player 
to have scored a league hat trick for United. He did it this, before, se- in this season as well, didn't he? Before Kiefer Moore did the other day. On the bench, Martin Horsell was on the bench from Paynton. Jamie Ward, Jamie Ward, who wasn't fit by all accounts, but well, was just if on he was there fit, to, he was to playing, playing, wasn't Yeah, he? Carl Mottram was there. Oh, a little left winger from Birmingham. Chris McPhee. Yes, who there. I think still lives in Newton Abbott. And the aforementioned Kyle Critchello was there. probably on loan from Southampton, I think, at the time. Could play in midfield or, or, or centre back. And Lou Boss as Lou Boss as manager. So that brings Lou Boss. He was dealt a pretty rough hand, wasn't he, when he was well, here? Well, he arrived in rather strange circumstances, didn't he? Uh, uh, he clearly knew Chris Roberts from their time in the Czech Republic together. Yeah. Uh, and that led to Chris Roberts offering him the job as United manager here. And he was a he was a hell of a nice guy. And, he was, and, 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 memory and, and was a top, yeah. obviously been a top class player yeah. himself. Played in played the World a lot Cup. of games for his country. As he well, did didn't absolutely. He? Yeah. Um, and uh, he's gone on to a pretty good coaching career. He lives in in I think it's the states. You yeah, were he's, well, he, the last thing we could find online about him is that he's uh, he's an assistant coach with the U.S. men's national soccer team. Yeah, so well, he, he certainly was of, in club coaching for yeah. quite a while and uh, and at good standard. And uh, but of course the problem here was, and his English must have improved because the, the problem yeah. here was, although he could speak English perfectly well, he was occasionally quite hard to understand. Didn't you say and, that um, um, there was an incident on the pitch oh, at Bristol uh, Rovers? Rovers away. I can remember we were. I think we we lost two nil or something. And he made a couple of changes, and shouted some orders out, which didn't weren't readily understood. And I remember Lee Mansell running towards the, in front of the yeah. press box, running towards the dugout, <laughs> shouting, <laughs> "What? Something along the lines of what would you like us to do? What the sort of what the blooming? Yes, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, no, it's a shame because he was obviously knew his stuff." But, yeah. but had trouble getting it across, which actually should have, they should have so. known at the time. But there we go. So there we go. I will not be throwing that notebook well away. Done. That's going well to go done. back into a cupboard somewhere. Yeah. Don't tell uh, the rain, uh, obviously. An interesting, ch- one of the many colourful and <laughs> wonderful chapters in United's history. Indeed. We've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Talkie are at Braintree in the FA Trophy on Saturday. Come on, you yellows. <laughs>